You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Morning, Chicago. Welcome to the June 1st edition of Fully Alive, the radio program and podcast of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I am your host, Don Fitzpatrick, along with Ray Pingoy, my coworker, co-host. And it's June. It's June. I can't believe it. Yes. Is it? Is it uh, officially summer? Is that is that what it is? Not until June twenty first. That, that's what they say, but I think for me, officially, <laughs> it's like Memorial Day weekend. Right, 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 right. Where right. we dust off the whole grill stuff and we do that whole stuff, but it feels like summer. What about your kids? Are they still in school? Or they, they are not. Oh, they are not in school. The school is done for them. So uh, yeah, they're um, they're waking up a little later. They're sleeping a little later and. Uh, yeah, it's summer in our house. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't have any kids in my house, but I have two little dogs. <laughs> do they feel like it's summer? They there's, do. They, there's more they squirrels. Like being, or, yeah. Yeah, they like being out there, barking at the squirrels, yeah. chasing them up a tree. Oh, I love I love this time of year. It's, it's summer. It's yes. beginning to look a lot like summer. It is. Very good. Very <laughs> good. Okay. Well, as I said, uh, this is Fully Alive. We are Fully Alive. We are Fully Alive. We have a guest that we'd like to introduce. Uh, she is the executive director of an organization called Biking for Babies. Nikki Bees is a 2013 graduate from the University of Wisconsin in Madison. She grew up in a f- military family. She's lived on army bases in numerous states. After her conversion to Catholicism, Nikki took part in the Biking for Babies National Ride as a support crew missionary. Uh, Inspired by that experience, Nikki and her husband continued to be involved with the life-saving mission to support pregnancy resource centers. After a six-year career in management and human resources, Nikki, an avid runner, found herself answering God's call to be the first staff executive director of Biking for Babies. She's convicted that every life is a precious gift to be protected, and she believes in a world that responds to crisis with faith, hope, and love. Nikki, her husband, and five beautiful children live in Kakwana, Wisconsin. Together, they aim to build life-affirming communities. They have a legacy that's transformed lives. Uh, Biking for Babies aims to renew a culture of life, one pedal stroke, and one pregnancy resource center at a time. They offer an impressive formation program for young adults, which culminates in a week-long bicycle ride from across the country. You you can donate toward the mission and in support of pregnancy resource centers and follow the 2022 National Ride, which is July 11th through 16th at www.bikingforbabies.com. Hello, Nikki. That was a mouthful. Hi. Hello. That was a lot. Thank you. <laughs> sure, sure. So I, I first met you in the Chicago area, actually. You were um, helping out with our March for Life Chicago when I was the president of the march. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Biking yeah, for Babies was all. sponsoring the march. So, um, you know, we've had, you know, March for Life Chicago, of course, yeah. has sponsors from all mm-hmm. over the country now. Um, and you are in Wisconsin, but this is a national organization, right? Yes. Yep. As executive director, I'm located in Wisconsin. Uh, good try at, at a, pronouncing Kakana. It's definitely an oddball uh, or odd name, but uh, our organization is our, our PO box is in Missouri because we ride into St. Louis on five of our six routes. Oh, okay. uh, we're kind of um, supported by the St. Louis area, but we're really national in nature. We have missionaries from across the country and pregnancy resource centers across the country. Okay. So, so 
it sounds like you have kind of a two-part mission. You um, support pregnancy centers, and you also form young adults in pro-life values and Christian values. Yes. So our mission is to renew the culture of life, one pedal stroke and one pregnancy resource center at a time. So you got it. It's it's the good old Catholic both and. So we form these young adult pro-life missionaries to really uh, just speak the gospel of truth to people in their community, to uh, bridge the gap between us and pregnancy resource centers. And uh, the goal is to really bring more uh, awareness to what pregnancy resource centers do and, and to raise financial support for their services that they offer to women and unplanned pregnancies and their families. And uh, the goal after a young adult goes through our program as either a rider or support crew missionary is that they then are sent as a pro-life missionary and continuing to really spread the beauty of life, the gift of every life, and, and continuing to just really be there for their peers, hopefully before their peers uh, find themselves in crisis. But we've even ha had missionaries uh, who've had friends and experience an unplanned pregnancy, and our missionaries were able to get them to mm. their local pregnancy resource center to be supported. Awesome. It's awesome. beautiful. C can I ask a quick question, Nikki, with uh, you sure. working for uh, Biking for Babies? How did you get involved in this? Were you one of the missionaries back in the day or... Yeah, yes, yes. I was a missionary. Oh, so, cool. but before that, I actually met one of the founders. The Viking for Babies was founded in 2009 by two college age men, Mike and Jimmy. And they were in uh, discipleship together. They were triathletes back then. We're not all triathletes now, but they were trying to find a way to support uh, women in their local community and to, well, to respond to St. John Paul II's exhortation, woe to you if you do not succeed in defending life. Mm -hmm. And as two young Catholic men, they felt like they, they weren't defending life. They weren't doing anything. So they did what they knew best. They picked up their bikes, biked uh, across Illinois, 600 miles and raised $14,000 for a local pregnancy resource center, Living Alternatives, which we still continue to support that center to this day. And uh, at the end of that ride, Jimmy got to hold baby Cecilia, who was a baby um, whose mama was supported by Living Alternatives Center and that mom chose life for Cecilia. So holding baby Cecilia really convicted both Mike and Jimmy that that this, this is needed, Viking for Babies is needed so young adults can really put their pro-life beliefs and faith into action. I, in short, met Jimmy uh, at UW-Madison a couple of years later, signed my boyfriend at the time up uh, to bike across the country and he's not my husband, so, you know, it worked out. Um, but he biked from New Orleans to Champaign, Illinois wow. in 2011. And then I joined a support crew missionary in 2013. Wow. Very good. Very good. So I know that you, um, you have a national ride coming up July 11th through 16th. So why don't you tell us about that and how people can support you? Absolutely. So uh, as I said, you know, this is for young adults who either join as riders or support vehicle drivers, and they are right now in their preparation. So they are partnered with a specific pregnancy resource center. Uh, we even support uh, centers in the, you know, the Northern Chicago area or Northern Illinois area. We've got Waterleaf and Aurora. Okay. Uh, we have multiple centers in um, like Springfield area too. And really we support 57 pregnancy resource centers across the country uh, this year in that partnership that advocacy with the missionary, as well as the financial support that they'll receive after we fundraise this year. So our goal is $250,000 this year. So for people looking to support us, um, please do give, uh, consider giving a donation at bikingforbabies.com slash give. The majority of that gift will go to our partnered pregnancy resource centers. Uh, you can see the give page right now, actually, that's Faith, who was a mama supported by Pregnancy Resource Center of Rolla, Missouri, and that's her son, Noah. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, you know, these are real women in our communities who need our support, who, who uh, currently are facing the decision to, you know, choose between their baby and their job, their baby and their other babies. And, and truly these women need our financial support and prayers and, and awareness so that they realize Pregnancy Resource Centers are available to them for free to uh, receive their services and and love and community so truly if you want to get involved um if you're a young adult pray about joining us as a missionary uh next year applications for that will open in in october but i encourage you to follow the ride that's in july we'll be all over uh social media follow biking for babies on facebook and instagram and youtube and um you know really cheer us on as these young adults put themselves out there in in support of these women okay so it's like what looks like it's a, a seven day ride, right? Yeah, it's a six day ride. Six day ride. Okay. I might take that seven yeah, day though, because I, I might be if I join in, I might take an extra day to 
Right. You need it. <laughs> because you well, you want a seventh day to ride. That's right. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> he was be, he'd be a little you. behind the rest of the A little bit. A little bit is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is it is definitely a feat. It's amazing. And uh, you know, we have young adults who are cyclists join us. We also have a long a lot of young adults like myself, you know, originally just a, a runner, mm-hmm. but people who get a bike for this and train for months to be able to ride 100, 150 miles a day. That's 10 oh. to 12 hours on the bike, if you can imagine, uh, in the heat of the summer and, and truly, you know, offering up every pedal stroke for these, these women and their babies and their families. So do the riders also raise money individually? Yes. Yes. So every rider and we have, that's part of our formation program is just really um, teaching them how to go and invite people into this mission, not only financially, but spiritually and um, how to share their stories of pregnant of from their pregnancy resource centers. So they go to their family and their friends. As you can see on our social media, we share about their our missionaries and invite people to visit their bio to really be inspired by their witness to life. And um, these missionaries, yeah, really put themselves out there to ask family and friends to donate towards their goal. And everybody has uh, an individual. Uh, prayerfully discerned goal. And and they range from, you know, $2,000 all the way up to $10,000. They're really, you know, going all in to raise as much as they can. Wow. Is is there a way also to, you know, if, if I'm not called to be one of the bikers, is there a way to, to be there, to give moral support, to to see them go through. I'm just kind of seeing that atmosphere Mm -hmm. of like celebration as, as these bikers are heading towards their goal. Yes, absolutely. So I want to make sure I mention that the other missionary opportunity besides riding is support crew. Uh-huh. And so for, for those of us who are not necessarily wanting or feel called to ride 100 miles a day, the support crew are a vital role and, and they drive the support vehicle, they feed and water and sunscreen the riders and, and they are the ultimate cheerleader as That's the riders, awesome. you know, considering uh, this is really hard, I need to get off the bike, I have the support vehicle as a safety net while we need you to remember as the rider, why are you doing this? Why are you on this ride offering up every pedal stroke? And it's so that that woman feels supported in her crisis and so that people are aware of the need. So get back up on the bike. And and that's the real talk that happens with support crew. Uh, But if you're not called to be a missionary, we have gatherings along the way as we ride. You know, a lot of what we're trying to do is raise this awareness. So every night along each one of our six routes, we'll have evening events, um, oftentimes at local churches um, in the community and and really just trying to invite people to hear our our missionaries testimonies and why are they doing this and and to raise that awareness Um, so I invite people to to check out our website and our Facebook for those events as they start to be publicized great so this is uh, this is pretty exciting Um, so uh, you know, I'll tell you what, why don't we, why don't you stick with us through the break? We're getting ready to take a break and then we can talk about some of the other local things you're doing uh, this summer and in the future. Okay. See you after Absolutely. the break. Thanks. I was covered in sin and shame. I heard mercy call my Charities is establishing a forum for dialogue and debate about complex issues in our world involving social values, faith, social justice, and the mission of charity. We are convening professionals who influence corporate, philanthropic, and government decision-making to foster greater awareness about the needs of our region and the power of faith in serving. Join us for the first gathering of the St. Martin de Porres Society on Wednesday, June 22nd at the Newberry Library, 60 West Walton Street in Chicago. St. Martin de Porres was a Peruvian lay brother of the Dominican Order who is noted for his work on behalf of the poor. At this inaugural event, Bishop Robert Lombardo and Sally Blount, Catholic Charities President and Chief Executive Officer, will lead a discussion on poverty and the Catholic response. For more information on attending this special event, call 
888-888-6797 or email us at partners at catholiccharities.net. Forty-four for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun and they get it. I see that light bulb go off and it's a thrill. People are always amazed. What? what? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. <laughs> Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Imagine spending a week on the tranquil grounds of the University of St. Mary of the Lake where you can pray, reflect, and learn from the rich treasures of the Bible an invitation for all to experience the annual Summer Scripture Conference, June 19th to 24th, might just be for you. Notable scripture scholars from across the United States will present this year's program, focusing on interpreting scripture in the church. The five presenters will share on a variety of topics, including interpreting scripture and the Vatican II documents, different Christian denominations and how they differ in perspectives on scripture, the Bible and politics in America today, what Scripture says about children, how to use Scripture in prayer, and interpreting Scripture for the life and mission of the church. For registration and conference package information, visit our website at www.usml.edu slash summerscripture or call 847-837-4575. This year's conference will be both in person and virtual. Welcome back to Fully Alive, the radio program and podcast of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. You are listening to Dawn and Ray, both from Respect Life Ministries, and we are talking to Nikki Bees, who is the executive director of Biking for Babies, and we learned a lot about um, some of what you do in the last 15 minutes. Um, it's very cool. This this long ride is coming up, and um, missionaries actually make the ride, and they're, they've received some formation. Um, their goal is to uh, save save babies, to build the culture of life one pedal at a time. I, I think that's what you said your yeah. your motto is. Um, and you have partnered with pregnancy resource centers across the country. Um, and you're hoping to raise some money to give to those pregnancy centers. You said $250,000, I think, is your goal. Is that right? Yes. Yep. $250,000. So last year we raised $200,000, which actually in our 12 years put us over the million dollar mark raised for oh, centers in our oh, wow. in our time. So yes, $250,000, a quarter of a million dollars is Ooh. our goal this year. It should be it should be doable, right? You set a goal. Yeah, and you, yeah. work for it. you know, you know what you can accomplish. It's a bit of a stretch goal, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. so, good, 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 good. Um, okay, so we talked about this this ride that's coming up. Um, I know you have other opportunities for rides, so why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, yes. So we want to invite the community to ride with us as well. So even though the National Ride Program, the riding and the support commissionary opportunity is for young adults, um, the purpose of that is so that we can uh, really engage and form the age range that abortion happens the most in so that we can send these young adults out as pro-life missionaries. But uh, we have local ride opportunities as well, and we host a couple in Illinois, one in Woodstock, Illinois, which is actually mm -hmm. super quick here, uh, June 4th, 
So Woodstock local ride, and then the Wheaton local ride is July 9th. So those events are on our Facebook page. If you're interested, you can come and ride with us anywhere from five to 15 miles in support of local pregnancy resource centers and in support of our mission. Um, and just hear from some of our local missionaries and, and how they have been transformed by the mission of Viking for Babies and uh, transformed by the stories of these women who have um, chosen life and in support or have been supported by our pregnancy resource centers or even women who have chosen abortion and what you know that has done for them in their life and these real stories of women who have regretted their abortion and um yeah just come out and visit with us we would love to see you and ride with you okay so it looks like that that ride in Woodstock starts at seven o'clock in the morning on the fourth. Mm-hmm. So and so how, <laughs> right so, early gotta be yeah, the heat. Well absolutely and it's you said it's it's a short ride so um, do you usually raise a good bit of money at those local rides too? Yes, actually, I would say anywhere between like five and seven thousand dollars, depending on the crowd that comes out. Um, so there's a fee for for the the mileage mileages outside of the family one. Family one's a free one, but um, yes, your your financial financial support goes to support um, our pregnancy resource centers too. I just love that too. It's, it look it seems to me that it's more of a, the, the advocacy, the celebration part of life celebrating life there man I, i'm, I'm <laughs> tempted to to go there because I, I i've been wanting to get back on a bike you know and maybe <laughs> these smaller ones might be definitely not those 100 mile ones <laughs> but mm-hmm. the smaller ones that sounds interesting yeah here's here's your chance you know biking is a lifelong sport and it is something that really you can rally with a group i love that you call it a celebration because that's absolutely what it is like we believe that every life is a gift and that life mm-hmm. should be celebrated and lived to the fullest and so even our missionaries on the national ride that really you know suffer through 100 yeah. plus miles um, they do it with a smile on, on their face. Nothing is staged. Like look at our website, look at all of our pictures and our videos. Like these people are just so joyful and it's because they are on fire for the Lord and they're on fire for really sacrificing and offering that up for, for these women and, um, anybody in need really. That's great. That's great. You know, we've, um, just launched a program in the Archdiocese of Chicago called Walking with Moms in Need. Um, and it's mm-hmm. a, it's a, something that um, the church across the nation is um, taking on. They, they, it started in 2020, but you know, with COVID and uh, and other things, it was hard to get it going. But um, you know, this is a great thing that a parish could support yeah. to uh, to realize oh, yeah. that we are walking with moms in need, and that's exactly what you all are doing is uh, you know raising money to help moms. So um, yeah, you don't have to walk; you can bike bike your way there. Right. Bike your, mm-hmm. yeah. biking with moms and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you can but, get farther. <laughs> but I, I mean, if if you're listening to this program or watching us, um, what a, what a great project for your parish to, uh, you know, to support biking with babies. So or biking right. for babies. So mm-hmm. well, another question from me uh, regarding because you mentioned you recruit uh, young adults. What do you say to to someone that might be on the fence that might be like, oh, this sounds interesting, but it's not really for me. What what do you have to say to them to kind of get them to start thinking about it, start praying about possibly joining the missionary group there? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, a big part of my job is recruiting and getting out there and reaching people. And um, it's definitely fun when you're in front of someone and you can see the fire in their eyes when they hear about the mission and they may have that, you know, athletic spirit that they're really excited about. Um, but there's definitely a lot of people who who, uh, you know, aren't, you know, maybe not sure where they stand on, um, you know, the topic of abortion and life. And it's beautiful to have that opportunity to engage them in that conversation. And ultimately what it comes down to for us is, is everything we do is done with love. And, and the purpose of our program is to really show people that the response to crisis should be one of love and obviously mm-hmm. faith and hope. And um, when I'm talking with someone who's like, eh, I don't know, I, I really try to share stories, like the picture you're sharing of faith and knowing. Faith, um, Faith was in college. She was engaged and found herself unexpectedly pregnant with her fiance's baby. And she told her fiance she was pregnant. And his response was, abort this one and we can try again when we're married. Mm-hmm. And this is a real story I've heard from Faith herself. And she had nowhere to turn when she made the decision she was not going to have an abortion. Her fiance left her and um, so did a lot of the people she considered close to her. So mm-hmm. she didn't know where to go but found Pregnancy Resource Center of Rolla, Missouri, who provided her not only support in her first appointment, but a stay in a maternity home so that Faith could graduate 
college and and now owns her own business, has Noah, her toddler running running around and is is now married to someone else and has another baby. And truly these stories are what, you know, change hearts and minds and and inspire people um, to get involved and to really do something to support um, these women who every day are facing, you know, a decision like that. Wow. I mean, that's that's very inspiring. And, you know, we have at least three uh, maternity homes here in the Chicago area that we do support. Um, and it's, it's incredible that people don't know that they have those options, you know? Right. Um, I mean, aid for women has two, and then there's another place called well of mercy, mm-hmm. um, that also has yeah. a maternity home that, that, I mean, and the, these are things our churches support. So, um, so just wonderful, wonderful things. And, you know, it's, it's important that, that we get the word out that we're here mm-hmm. to su- support, uh, women in in any situation, um, and if they find themselves in in a in a crisis, what we call a crisis pregnancy or an unplanned pregnancy or one that just isn't what they were expecting or what they were planning mm-hmm. for, that um, there's people that there's that people will that walk with them, will love them, will give them the support mm-hmm. they need. Um, and it's not just until the baby's born. One of the the maternity homes I'm talking about is actually. A, a home that is for after the baby's born um, mm-hmm. and the woman can stay there for, um, for a period of time until she gets back on her feet um, or, or she'll get some job training and find a, a place, you know, that she can be more permanent. Um, so, you know, yeah. God bless you. Yeah, Nikita. absolutely. The, the things that you, thank you. Doing, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's something beautiful. Done. Please I'm know. Sorry, I don't interrupt you. Yeah. yeah. Please know of our <laughs> prayers and, Man, yeah, you, you lit a fire in me. Maybe one of these days I'll mm. I'll be uh be able to uh to join in that big long bike ride. Right, right. Awesome. Just gotta start. It's gotta start yeah, somewhere. Is, I mean, yeah. we have a training program and honestly what I tell people is you as long as you're willing to put in the time, you know, you get your bike, you get your gear, and as long as you're willing to put in the miles, God will get you there. Cause ultimately there will be a moment on the ride where you say, Literally, Jesus take the wheel, Jesus take the pedals. So um <laughs> Oh, we have a visitor. Hi, Thomas. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, good. Hello. This is Thomas. Hello. Hi, Thomas. <laughs> yes. This is one of my five kiddos. That's great. Oh, beautiful. Hello. Okay, so um, this has been a great conversation. Nikki, thank you for joining us. Thank you for telling us all about biking for babies um, and how people can get involved. Well, and hope, sure. hopefully as, as a result of this, people will be intrigued yes. and they'll reach out well, and donate and maybe even look into well, becoming a missionary well. with you in the future. So, um, Yes, thanks. that would be fabulous. Thank you so yep. much for having me. And um, people can follow us on Instagram and Facebook and social or, uh, and YouTube, actually. So okay. follow along in the ride. And I just pray that our joy inspires you to um, live life to the fullest and to find your local pregnancy resource center or maternity home, as you said, and um, get out there and try to support those in need. All right. Well, thanks so much. We're going to go to a break now. And when we come back, Ray and I have a, a nice discussion for you about what our Chastity Education Initiative is up to. Get ready for a fabulous day of golf for a great cause as Catholic Charities 2022 Golf Invitational tees off at the beautiful Olympia Fields Country Club on Monday, June 27th. Gather your friends, family members, and work colleagues for a day that is sure to be a highlight of your summer. Enjoyable contests and surprises are planned throughout the day to make this one extraordinary golf outing. Proceeds from this event will benefit Catholic Charities programs and services in Cook County. Fantastic sponsorships are still available for an invitational that is one of the most popular summer golf events in Chicago. Don't miss the 2022 Catholic Charities Golf Invitational on June 27th. For more information, go to catholiccharities.net or call 847-226-5697. That's 847-226-5697. Five six nine seven.
Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Catholic Charities offers a wide variety of volunteer opportunities to those who want to share their time and help us serve people in need. Whether it's stocking the shelves of our food pantries, helping refugees learn the English language, tutoring school-aged children, becoming a mentor to young adults, sorting clothes in our clothing rooms, serving hot meals to those who are facing homelessness, or delivering meals and making cards to lift the spirits of our homebound seniors, we are deeply grateful to all those who want to join in our mission of mercy. Volunteer opportunities are updated weekly for people of all ages at ccofchicagovolunteer.com or just call us at 312-655-7053. That's 312-655-7053. Thank you for helping us follow Jesus' call to serve our neighbors in need. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Fully Alive. Thanks for hanging through the break. Uh, I'm Dawn Fitzpatrick. I have Ray Pingoy here with me uh, hosting our Fully Alive show. And we just had a great conversation with Nikki Beast, the executive director of Biking for Babies. What a fascinating group, right? It's beautiful. And um, man, I'll be praying for them and a hundred plus miles of of biking. God bless them. Mm -hmm. So that's that's wonderful. And uh, We'll be praying for them. My whole family will be praying for them. Absolutely. Um, how cool. You know, and then th maybe some people would like to check out those local rides. Uh, there's one in Woodstock on June 4th. And then it, she didn't say the date, but there's one coming up in Wheaton as well. I believe she mentioned July the 9th. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. So that's not far. That's, that's not, not far. Um, Wheaton is literally two miles from my house. Mm. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and I just love that whole thing. And you mentioned it already. Just love that whole thing, their, their whole motto. They're saying building the culture of life every pedal stroke. At mm -hmm. every pedal stroke, they're building that culture of life. And I feel that that's, that matches my my mission in life. Mm -hmm. That You know, um, as a family, Grace and I, my wife, you know, we, we've established kind of our charism. And that's definitely part of our charism is to build that culture of life that we're called to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, and this is what, I mean, the domestic church, right? Right. You teach, yeah. your, teach your family these, these strong values, um, and, and life, of course, is, is the foundation of all of our values. So mm -hmm. just absolutely. Um, all right. So we thought we would talk a little bit about our Respect Life mission at, yeah. at the Archdiocese of Chicago, as well as... Um, our chastity education initiative. Right. So, you know, actually, I don't know how many of you listening or watching us are aware, but Ray and I work not only for the Respect Life Ministry, but a big part of our work is chastity education initiative. Um, and everything is informed, everything we do is informed by John Paul II's Theology of the Body. Yes, we've been riding on that beautiful wave of mm -hmm. the Theology of the Body. Also, uh, in, in our team, I mean, we have these ambassadors, these Theology of the Body ambassadors. Um, we, 
Blanca and uh, part of our office, Blanca Rodriguez is part of the, uh, the the team as well. And we've been visiting different schools. It it relates to what we've been talking about with Nikki in in regards to building that culture of life. This right. is our parts in in doing that. Every mm-hmm. every step that we we make, every phone call, every uh, presentations. We're building that culture of life this we pray in the Archdiocese of Chicago and beyond. Right. So one of the things that we do in our Chastity Education Initiative is actually go into schools. Mm-hmm. And, and Ray and Blanca do this. Gosh, it's been crazy the last few weeks, right? Yeah. How many schools you've gotten into. <laughs> um, and it's not over yet. We continue on. <laughs> and they not only do we give talks to fifth and sixth graders on puberty, um, we also give Theology of the Body talks to seventh and eighth graders and high school students, yeah. uh, as well as parents. So, and and any anybody that w- wants us to come, we can give a talk at your parish as well, um, or wherever. So, yeah, and unfortunately, and you know this, Don. Unfortunately, when you say the word chastity, automatically everyone everyone's got like this uh, this shield. Like, all right, here we go. Especially, um, I mean, I was guilty of this myself when I was in junior high. Like, I got it all figured out. Stop it. Stop with these church rules. <laughs> but, but instead, when we do present it, our posture to uh, the, the our young people, our, the students, is is that it's more of an invitation. Mm-hmm. In, 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 let's not uh, let's stop looking at it as um, here we are presenting church rules. Uh, but instead, this is an invitation to live that fullness of life we're all called to. Well, and, and chastity, it's not, it's not a bad word, it's although not. people think it is. Yeah. It's actually a virtue. So how would you define the word chastity, Ray? Um, I, to me, I, I simplify it. I don't want to oversimplify it because it, it is a beautiful, beautiful virtue that we are all called to, to grow in. But to me, it's just the way I describe it to my kids. Yet, <laughs> this is this is the way I describe it to my kids. And I have my eldest, my oldest boy is twelve years old, and mm-hmm. I talk to him about chastity in this way. When we are in church, they put the kneeler down, and they're like, "Yeah, balance beam. This is fun. Here we go, Dad." You know, they start having fun. I'm like, "Wait, wait, wait, kids. Where are we?" I remind them that we're in church, and the proper posture in church is of reverence, because mm-hmm. this is where God dwells. And so they, they, you know, they nod their head. I, I, yeah, thanks for reminding us, Dad. This is not uh, a playground, but in church we pray. Yes. But when when we're in a playground, you know, I shout it out. I'm like, hey, kids, where are we? And they're like, the playground. What do we do in the playground? We play. (laughs) Proper place, proper posture, proper time. Everything in its place. Everything in its place. In the simplest way that I can explain to uh, uh, my young kids. That's how I explain it to them. That's what what chastity is. That everything. That's in its what place? chastity. Everything in its place. And 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 as, as a married man, because sometimes we uh, we're, we're guilty of seeing chastity. Oh, that's just for the young people. No, right. no, no, no. As a married man, and I, I call myself an old man now. As an old man, I I'm called to chastity. Right. I'm called to chastity. Yeah. And and we're all called to chastity. It's it's a um, there, there's a different ways to be chased depending on your where Days you are life. in life That's yes right. yeah. but we are all called to a chaste life and that doesn't mean that we're we're called to uh, abstinence mm-hmm. which maybe someone who's unmarried is called to abstinence but if you're married uh, and you're living the fullness of your marriage then you're living chastely as well mm-hmm. um, and then of course our we have people who have taken a vow of celibacy in our in our church, and they also are called to chastity. Right. So it's a it's a, it's a different way to live that virtue, depending on your phase of life. And again, it's not a bunch of no's, but truly realizing and learning more about who you are, your humanity, and when you practice this great virtue of chastity. You become this professional human being, yes. <laughs> in a sense of like you know the, you, you know who you are, you know how to act. Yes. Yeah. Well, and and I think that one of the things we we try to tell young people um, is that it's not about no so much as when to say yes. That's right, and it's that's a beautiful um, freedom mm-hmm. when you realize that you're truly really saying yes to the, the way I present it also to our young people. Is that you know? Uh, yes, it, there there there's a part of 
of of of saying no at this time, mm-hmm. but truly saying yes to the to the bigger picture of of what where God is calling you. Sure. And I show them a picture of my kids. I show them a picture of my lovely wife, and it was my yes to that at age fourteen. Long story short, at age fourteen, I've I I have realized that uh, God was calling me to get to know who love is, and uh, long journey. Uh, and it wasn't an easy kind of a decision. I had to make that decision every single day of my life. Mm-hmm. But it was all because of my yes to where God was calling me. I didn't meet my kids yet at age 14. Sure. I didn't meet my wife yet at age 14. But I knew that God was calling me to the fullness of life. And I knew that they were part of that if God was calling me to the vocation marriage. Sure. So I was saying yes to th- to, to that. I was saying yes to to this beautiful fullness of life that God calls me to. So understanding chastity and living a chaste life is also knowing that we have a vocation that God's calling us to it with a big V, our life's vocation, um, and always being prepared to listen to God and know that he's calling us to something bigger. Um, That's that's right. And that's a beautiful, a huge part of chastity is your prayer life. mm -hmm. You know, you need to... Uh, learn how to pray, and 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 I'm I'm kind of I'm just growing in this as a father. I'm growing in this, where I want to make my home, this domestic church that God has gifted me with. I want to make sure that it's a school of prayer, mm-hmm. the very same way that Jesus was teaching his disciples on how to pray. Right, and you know not just to offer it as in, here's the steps, here's the words to say, but also witnessing that. I think that's a great call for fathers. Sure. You know, I think a lot of people are confused as to how this this uh, chastity initiative is within the Respect Life Ministries, mm. but it, it is a, a subset of what we do in the realm of Respect Life Ministries. So why don't you take a stab before we get a break, just tell everybody how chastity fits into the Respect Life Ministries, Ray. Oh, man, it, it's a, that's a loaded question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but but I, I'd, I'd start with this. Um, we we always say and you know this is this is truth that that life begins at the moment of conception and continues on until natural death and everything in between uh mm-hmm. with this beautiful message is cate- catechesis of the theology of the body john paul ii invites us to even take a step back and say well even before the moment of conception god god has a beautiful plan Mm-hmm. And we have a part in it. And God invites man and woman, invites man and woman to participate in this, in this uh, uh, beautiful call to create life. Isn't that incredible? And I mean, yeah, when you really start to right? think about the fact that God created us so that we could be co-creators with co-creators Him. Co-creators, oh, yeah. Wow. We should be humbled and and excited at the same time. And that's where chastity fits. Yes. Because chastity is finding out who you are. And whose you are. Who you are and whose you are. And knowing that God has a plan mm. and cooperating with Amen. God's plan. Yes. Um, I mean, there's in our world today, people are thwarting the plan in more ways than one. Um, but they also suffer from something John Paul II called spiritual amnesia. Yeah. So they don't really remember what that yeah. that God had a plan for us. But, but yet we all have this pull, this echo in our heart of God's plan. So we, we want to fill it with something, right? Yeah. Um, and, and we get a little restless, a little anxious um, because we can't figure out what, it, you know, I'm, I still haven't found what I'm looking for in the words of Bono, <laughs> right? right? Sounds familiar, yes. <laughs> words of Bono. In the words of Bono, I still haven't found what I'm looking for because you don't remember what it is. Yeah. We're forgetful people. Yes, but um, but beautifully enough, the the words of John Paul II in Theology of the Body, or Man and Woman, He Created Them, mm-hmm. which was his original title of it, um, help us to, to know a little more about that plan. Right. Um, and then, of course, when you know that your plan is to be co-creators with God, um, you would never take that life early, mm-hmm. which is what we often are working on in our Respect Life ministry as well. Okay, break time. When we come back, we're going to tell you a little more about what's going on in our office and uh, what's coming up.
have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. I feel special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. Our school communities provide students with academic excellence and character education in a supportive and stable learning environment. Come see for yourself. Visit artschicago.org slash findaschool. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. Welcome back to our June edition of Fully Alive, the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm Dawn, Ray's here with me, and we were just talking about chastity, chastity. and uh, yeah. how it fits into re the Respect Life Ministries. Um, so we talked a little bit about theology of the body and spiritual amnesia. Um, so let's just talk for a few minutes about some things we have coming up. Sure, yeah, and, and uh, as we, I mean, we're in June now, and uh, a lot of our Catholic schools are uh, heading towards the end of the year, mm -hmm. end of school, and we're still continually giving these presentations to these schools. I just want to celebrate this beautiful year. Praise be to God. It's opening up. Uh, we're being invited to these schools back back again and, and, and presenting this beautiful message yeah. of the theology, the body of, of this invitation to live the, uh, this great virtue of chastity. Because unfortunately, uh, let's face it, uh, when we do visit uh, many schools out there in, in our archdiocese, not a lot of them know that they have an option to live that beautiful life of chastity right to, well to the world the world's certainly telling them otherwise yeah so and unfortunately they they just did not know like oh i, I can chose that route oh and that that route is not boring right <laughs> you know it's it's a beautiful exciting joyful life that you well, can choose. and something else that you know came up this year they they passed that comprehensive sex education mm. bill which is going to mean that the public schools are talking about a lot of things that you and I would agree our kids aren't ready for. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be a, a requirement that things are discussed as early as uh, even kindergarten that, you know, kids don't just don't need to be talking about just yet. Um, but the good news is our Catholic schools are not a part of that law. So um, so we can really show how different we are than the public schools yeah. um, and welcome people to the truth and the fullness of the truth. Um, and the schools can take advantage of our office to help them deliver that message with God's intent. Um, so, you know, and I've, I've found already that we've probably has taken on, what, six or so new schools just yeah. this 
last month or two. Yeah. Um, a lot of schools just did opt to uh, to sign in very last minutes. Yes. Which, of course, we're thankful for. But at the same time, we encourage for next year to sign up earlier. So yes. if you're a school, if you're a parish, uh, we, we would, we'd love to get you on our calendar sooner. Right. And we don't have to be there in May. We can come um, right. in November if you'd that's like. Right. Yeah. You know, I just I talked to a school yesterday that's interested in having us in September. Mm-hmm. So um, we, we're going to go ahead and put that on the calendar. And those of you listening, watching us, um, if, if you have a parish school that you would like us to uh, come visit, just talk to your principal, talk to the head of religion, um, and see if, if it's something that they'd like to do. I mean, we can certainly tell them all about what we can offer. And we can always, um, you know, tailor make a program right. if the school wants something. We, we actually did that with one school already. There were some specific things they wanted us to talk about that we didn't always have in our presentation. Sure. So we, we tailored it for them. Yeah, we, we want to serve alongside the school and mm-hmm. the parishes any way that we can help. I want to speak about this a little bit as well. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned it that we offer it, but we would love to grow more into the whole parent presentation. Yes, um, we want to encourage, inspire, and empower the the parents to take on this beautiful vocation that mm-hmm. uh, they have said yes to. In the Catechism of our Catholic Church, uh, two 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 three, it says that parents are the primary educators of their children. And, you know, when, when you hear that first, you're like, oh, yeah, that, that sounds easy. But then when they're getting into that age of they're hearing stuff from their friends or their older cousin and you're like, it's not matching our faith. Right. You want to step in and we want to make sure that uh, you're shepherding them to the right path. Yes. And so we can partner with parents. Mm-hmm. We can help them with the words that they might want to share. We can help them with what the church teaches. We can help them um, just to be aware of what's happening. Yeah, yeah. that's a big part um, of And it. what the kind of messages their kids might be getting. I, I've found on occasion um, that a parent, they really, they, they're in the dark. They don't know how that their kids have access to things. I've had parents say to me, oh, my child is so innocent. They don't know anything. I think you'd be surprised to find that yeah. they they hear more than you think. Unfortunately, um, their, their kids mm-hmm. are in this generation now where they're bombarded with information. And yes, there are some good information out there, but let's be honest, there are also some information that are poisonous to their kids. Uh, so we want to make sure that their their kids are not just bombarded with this, this information, but they as parents kind of sit in and, and be kind of that goalie yes. and, and to reject some of the, the lies, of course, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and make sure that they um, they offer the right path to them. And, you know, some, let's, let's face it as well. Uh, us parents, we don't have all of the answers, and right. that's okay. Mm-hmm. But we, with our children, can journey together and know more about the truth. Right. Uh, well, and I think it's just so important to make sure that our children are armed yeah. with um, with the truth and also uh, some strategies to manage what they're finding out about the world. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of lies out there. Yeah. And, and our uh, the enemy is the father of all lies. And right. he's very gleeful at the moment, I would imagine, because lies are really taking over. We want to make sure that parents uh, go away from that culture of just having that. You know, m- remember back in the day when you would talk about it. Uh, I don't know if you had to talk about it with your parents, but it was called the the one time talk, the right. birds and the bees talk. We're doing away with that. We want to build the <laughs> culture of this is a journey with your children. We want to make sure that they know where to go for the right information. Right. And and so if parents want some help with that, that's what we're here for. Yes. Uh, we're not here to do that for you, parents, um, but we will partner with you and walk alongside you. And, and we can kind of spark the discussion right. through our presentations. Have these ideas of how to start those conversations. Yes, with yes. Them. So that's one thing we, we do is that we're, you know, we're looking forward to um, – 
having more schools on our calendar, and I think it's happening, so it's very exciting. Um, and this this Capacity Education Initiative was actually founded by Cardinal George in 2002, and we are funded by donors. So, you know, we can go into a school and they can give us a donation and be one of our donors or not. We'll go anyway. Um, that's that's an important thing to understand because what, that's what our donors yeah. um actually provide money for us to be able to do these kind these of smaller schools yes. too you know in in, in these um, um in the pockets of, of the city mm-hmm. these smaller schools need to hear this message and unfortunately yes. they don't have the funds to um to pay for this so as don mentioned we're here to help in any way but mm-hmm. definitely uh this beautiful initiative this chastity education initiative uh, is being run by generous donors of yes ours. yes um, and then we do other things, like we have big events. So if you hear us talking about our trip to the Washington for the March for Life, we also um, have a youth rally that we usually run around the March for Life Chicago. And that's those are the January things. We'll see how, you know, if that continues in January going forward um, with, you know, the way things might be changing in our country. But um, certainly that's something we do, and we try to bring uh, that understanding to young people mm-hmm. so that they can see uh, what the culture of life is all about and that we are called to stand up for the truth. Uh, we also have something coming up in June um, that we've been talking about here. Yes. We just had Brian Butler on in May to talk about our Echo Retreat, which um, this year is for young adults. That will be the 24th to the 26th of That's June right. yep. at St. Xavier University. It's an immersion opportunity. So the young adults will join us on Friday evening and stay with us until Sunday afternoon, evening, um, and live the theology of the body mm. for the weekend. And be surrounded by beautiful people just like them in the path of learning more about this beautiful message. Yes, yes. And we have um, on our team, we have one of the sisters who's a daughter of St. Paul will be on our team, Sister Tracy. And we also have, um, you know, Brian Butler and his group from Louisiana, the Dumox Ministries, that are now called the Echo Echo Community. Community. Yes. Yes. And um, we have Ray and me and Blanca from our office. And then we have some other young adults who have been hanging around with us because they love theology of the body. Um, We tend to build community at our Echo Conference retreat. And and then we work with some young adults to become ambassadors and carry the message. You know, it's the gift that keeps on giving, really. Once once you get theology of the body in your heart, you want to share it. So the beautiful thing is we have young adults that we have joined us in what we call an ambassador community to uh, to share the message in different ways. Some of them help us by going into schools and giving presentations um, as a representative of our Chastity Education Initiative. Sometimes they help us with the Echo Retreat, or they help us um, to do something in their parish, or they do they just carry the message yeah. um, in their world, in their work, and in what they do. Yeah, going back to the Echo Retreat coming up in June 24, 25, 26, it's not too late to sign up. Uh, let us know. Visit our website at uh, respectlifechicago.org, and there will be uh, an events tab there. Yep. Click on that, and you'll find more information there. It's not too late to sign up. No, we would love to have you. So all you, the re- requirement is that you've been out of high school at least one year, but we also end up with, you know, 40-year-olds. So <laughs> Regular um, adults, not reg- just young adults, but just adults. regular adults. Yes, so <laughs> everyone's welcome. Um and then hopefully next year we'll have the, the, the teen opportunity again as well. We had to, because of COVID, we kind of had to, you know, only do the young adult this summer. But um, anyway, that's coming up. Uh, thanks for listening to us today. We, we had a nice discussion about some of the work we do and what, uh, what empowers us to do the work we do. Right, Ray? Yeah. So thank you all for joining us. Uh, sign up for ECHO. And we will be back in July with more information about the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity and, uh, and what we do in the culture of life. God bless. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.